Welcome to Goodwill Talk. We're so glad you're here today. At Goodwill Talk, you'll get to know your pastors, hear answers to your questions, gain biblical perspective on things going on in the world, and most of all, grow in your love for Jesus and the Bible. Let's listen in to today's conversation. Welcome to season 12 of Goodwill Talk. It is great to be with you. This is Pastor Marcos, and as always, I'm joined by Jessica Kilduff. Jess, how are things going over there? Just great. Just great? Just great. Sorry, I was texting. Just, you are. You were mid-text. <laughs> I've just finished. I just finished it. All right, did you? Yeah. Do you need another minute? Do you no. Need to, do you, you know, you're good? Yeah. Okay. I was making arrangements about a clarinet. <laughs> About a clarinet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mitch got picked to play the clarinet next year in school, so that's now so I'm cool. working on the, you know... I'm cheap. No, I'm frugal. Frugal. I try to make my little money go longer. He's further. also young. You don't want to drop $1,000 right. on an instrument that he might. Right. It's fourth grade. Right. And, you know, he might play it four times and say, I'm never touching that again. So, like, how much right. investment? So, I'm kind of, you know, putting some feelers out to some people about a clarinet and what to look for in my clarinet. So, did you did you play an instrument when you were in fourth grade? Indeed, I did not. No? No, I mean, the recorder. Like, everybody has to learn to uh, play. I never but had to learn the recorder. No? No. That's not like a thing at your school. I was pl- I already played piano. I started piano super young. Oh. So everybody else had to play that, you know, Plastic Nightmare. And I played a piano while they were playing the Plastic Nightmare. See, we play the recorder as like a unit in music class. Okay. And I think like the second grade or maybe third grade, second or third grade. And so that was like the biggest blessing in COVID is that. Oh, you skipped it. We didn't. Oh, no, they did it. But it was at home. Oh. And we never had to go to the recorder concert. Because oh. recorder concerts are, I mean, like you think that band and chorus concerts in elementary school can be a little painful sometimes. Oh, I mean, recorder the, concert the, is just... Matt said when we went to Nolan's recorder concert, he said that they should make the inmates go and just hold up posters of the parents' faces. Oh, that is... He, he was like, no one, no one should have to endure that torture. No parent it's, it's should have rough. to listen to the recorder concert. We, um, you know, so we had the chorus orchestra band concert at the school um is it okay it was fun yeah no i think you the, know, the like, band and chorus concerts i think are are good yeah i like them you're but not going were, expecting you know high quality musicianship you're going yeah, expecting you're a not getting like the philharmonic trying to figure out how to put a bow against a string right like i get it that's fine but it's recorder concert though sounds like next level the, awful. the re- recorder concert is a piece of life that I'm glad yeah. that I got to skip with the other two kids. <laughs> Absolutely. So, thank you COVID for that Ooh. one small blessing. Yeah. I, I missed out on a lot of that because I started piano when I was five and, um, started doing a lot of piano stuff all the way through elementary school. And I was, um, Wait traveling. So you for... play the piano? Not anymore. Well, I said that too. Cause I took piano, not when I was that young. So here's the, I mean, so here's the story that nobody needs to know. Um, F, so my there's a huge age difference between my dad and my mom. Right. My mom is at the University of Arizona taking classes. My dad is 62, 63 years old, doesn't know what to do with this five-year-old kid, right? So he puts me in everything. I'm in self-defense. I'm in gymnastics. I'm in everything, <laughs> bro. I took Taekwondo. Um, I was also put in the piano class because put him yeah. in. And I took to it, right? And so um, I'm playing piano. And then eventually I find myself um, under the tutelage of a grad student there at the University of Arizona. And then eventually he goes, I, I can't teach you anymore. I need you to, I'm going to give you my 
teacher. So I've got this guy who basically trains college students at the classical level working with this eight-year-old kid, seven-year-old kid, something like that. I'm not seven years old. And uh, he had also worked with high schoolers, but that was as young as he was willing to go. He made an exception for me, but didn't make an exception with how he trained <laughs> <laughs> and burnt me out. Like by the time I was 10, I was just done because like that's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. Um, he didn't want just like 10 to 15 minutes of practice. No, like it's an intense, it was intense. A lot of travel because he was about an hour and a half, two hours away from where I lived. Uh, no, so like those work. were, those, but that's, I mean, that's when you grow up in the desert, everything's two hours away, uh, right? So it's, it's true. But it's, it's still like, like, that's a lot. Um, it was exhausting. It burnt me out. I wanted to play with my friends. I wanted to play sports. I wanted to watch TV, that kind of thing. Like, and, and I did some of that, but it was hard to keep it in balance when I was training so hard. So eventually I quit that, and uh, by the time I was 12, there was no, there were no teachers who were just like, hey, I give music lessons. Yeah, but I'd been trained to a certain level now where right. all they could do is hand me music. They couldn't really teach me the next thing, and I got bored, and I got done with it, and then um, I joined the band, and the, it was a junior high, high school band. And because I knew how to play piano, I also inherently knew how to read music. And they gave me the keyboard percussion, which is xylophone, bells, chimes, everything that you can, mallet percussion. Mm -hmm. But now I'm in the percussion section and everybody else is playing drums. And I like <laughs> drums. Like, I want to hit things. I want to do that. And then in sixth grade, also, this coincides, uh, someone gives me a copy of, don't cancel me for this, people. He was in sixth grade. He was in sixth grade. Do I still listen and enjoy? I'm not answering that. Someone hands me Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> and that straight up changed my life. Um, the drums. So the first song on that is called Enter Sandman. And it's this somewhat quiet guitar riff until the drums come in and just start building. And by the time the beat drops about a minute in, I was hooked. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And uh, so that turned me towards percussion, drums, guitar. By high, by high school, I'm singing in the choir, and, that's, and I end up as a worship leader. Um, but at no time did I turn back and say, I'm going to do piano again. It just didn't, I couldn't get there. No? No. And I have no interest. No, I love classical music. I have no interest in, in playing. I'm still not very good at playing the piano. You're great at playing the no. piano. You do a great job. No, Jeff knows. I'm good at playing, at pressing a few buttons at the same time. Don't ask for too many and don't ask for them too quickly. Jeff. He, she he does knows. great. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. She's straight she up has a, lying yeah, she, into a microphone right she now. She plays a, no. a important role. What she's playing is important. Right. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying I can't do what I do, but to say that I'm a piano player. I mean, yeah, I'm is, not sitting here is a calling lot. you a pianist. I'm saying yeah, I'm like, definitely not. All right. All right. Fair like, enough. Don't don't ask me to play like for communion because that's terrifying to me because I don't know how to play anything. Just a lot of whole notes. Yeah. Just, just a lot of like <laughs> octaves. Once in a while, the fifth like gets the, dropped the in there. first and fifth. <laughs> oh, man. I can do that. So, there are so many people who have no idea what we're talking about right now. No. And they're oh. like, why are they talking about music? So oh, dumb. all right. All right. Yeah. All right. Fine. We should stop. All right. Let's get to work on this.
so we are um, starting a new season. Yes. Jess, what are we doing for season 12? For season 12, we're going to take a tour of Goodwill Church. Wee! A tour. <laughs> a tour. A, a verbal tour, obviously. We're not going yeah, to be like showing be. Fit- pictures and videos. Yeah, that's not how podcasts work. So, yeah, I mean, we could show a video, but it would but then it wouldn't be, be anticlimactic. It'd be very different than what, oh, we should, you know what we should do, no, Jess? No, 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 We should no, absolutely, because no, there's no. a TV right I saw, here. Your eye just twinkled. It did. <laughs> there's a TV in between us here in the studio. Yeah. We could bring a camera in here and video record our podcast and we'd have visuals. Nope. That's a great idea, Marcos. Let me get working on that right now. I like nope. that go get, get them attitude, Jeff. Nope. That is great. No. Uh, No? No. Listen, people think, they're like, hey, Goodwill Church has a podcast that they run. No. False. Goodwill Church has a podcast that just runs. You just saw that power right here live in this episode. That's because you guys are staff, and I'm the volunteer. So the volunteer has like a different level of, I can just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I have a different level of, uh, I mean, I'm on staff, Yeah, but this is not part of my not, staff yeah, job. Not this not is a volunteer I hate to job. break it to you, but yeah. <laughs> you are on staff. I am on staff, but this is yeah, not, a, no. this, I'm not here saying. in a staff right. position. Right. I'm not paid to be here. You're I not. volunteer to be here. And so and, I could just say no. <laughs> but that's a great segue in like the, the, the power and the importance of volunteers, yeah. right? It's not the power necessarily. It's the opportunity. I have the podcast power. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opportunity to serve. And it does like the, the people who are serving in a volunteer capacity um, really do have a uh, play a really important role yeah. in Goodwill Church. And so we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, by way of, of making our way into Goodwill Church, we're going to start outside Goodwill Church because uh, John and I did a thing back in June and, and we want to tell people about it a little bit. Um, we went to Detroit, not to go to Detroit, but to go to General Assembly. Um, do you know what General Assembly is, Jessica? I, in theory, I know it's the governing body of our denomination, and it's okay. the church, quote unquote, that you guys are members of, correct? Or are you guys members of the We're members of the Presbytery. We'll come down to that in a second. So it is the church. It's the, it's the evangelical Presbyterian church. So when we go to General Assembly, we're doing the work of the church. We're not doing something else that isn't connected to Goodwill. This is the work of Goodwill Church. It's right. just done in a, it's, it's, we actually call it a, a court. Um, it's the court of the General Assembly. Um, what it is, is a collection of teaching and ruling elders from all over the country. We get together. There's business that we have to do. It's different than other general assemblies you may or may not have heard about on social media um, that are very contentious and a lot of politicking and fighting and all of that. It's one of my joys about being in the Evangelical Presbyterian Church is that we just don't have that culture. Um, It's not a combative culture. We do have issues that we've got to talk through. We've got things that we're trying to accomplish. Um, But the first couple days are all learning. We just sit there and listen to people teach us. It's wonderful. Um, we had uh, Vincent Baycote and Sandy Wilson come speak to us. Andrew Brunson, uh, that many people may know, mm-hmm. um, the pastor who was who spent a couple of years in a Turkish jail. Um, he spoke one afternoon. Ed Stetzer, um, who runs the Billy Graham Center at Wheaton College um, in Wheaton, Illinois. He uh, was our keynote speaker on Wednesday morning, did a couple sessions with us, and... 
you know, how do we do evangelism? Really, the whole of General Assembly was the question, how do we effectively do evangelism um, as a church? And, and how do we empower people to evangelism? And people um, can look forward to some evangelism training that's coming up nice. in the next, uh, next couple of months, particularly when we get to the fall. We're going um, to start at the session level. Session is going to get trained. Um, and then we're going to train our staff. We're going to train um, some of our smaller groups that are already around. We're going to roll out that training, and then we're going to go church-wide with it. So excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a first couple days really of us being fed as pastors and learning and growing. Um, did you just break the microphone? I'm, I'm what was that sound? I was sorry. Somebody needs to WD-40 these things. Where's a volunteer? My. I got to get my husband in goodness. here. Goodness. Sorry. I was really uncomfortable how I was sitting and I was yeah. trying to just like live with Wait, it. Wait, so was that the was kind arm of, of the mic or was that your back? Dun. No, it was the. <laughs> was that C? <laughs> <laughs> it was the arm of the microphone oh. stand because I was like kind of slouched in my seat, which I didn't realize I yeah. had settled in slouched and so as i'm sitting here i'm like my back hurts my hip hurts i need to sit up straight goodness all right sorry that was that noise no that's fine uh and then we vote on things getting back to general <laughs> assembly uh then we vote on things um this year is only only a couple things that are really really impactful um the way that we help fund the office of general assembly and world outreach which is our um mm -hmm. global worker thing so instead of being per member asking it's percentage of income now um it's a different model for how we're going to and that pass and that that was that pass, I, I, yeah. I know i had because of my staff position at right. the church had been in contact with some people and they're like nope it's coming up at general assembly and we'll yeah see so, they say, it, so it was voted on and it passed and Good. so what that means really is instead of us having to do a bunch of math to figure out how much we should give to the denomination it is one percent of our operating budget um and it's not a it's not required, it is requested that every church in the denomination give 1% of their annual budget to the Office of General Assembly to, to support the denomination, to support the, the central office and the things that we need a denomination for. Right. Well, because some of this, the per-member giving at the time, it works for smaller churches because you have you know your members and it's it doesn't scale well to a bigger church. It's fine for a church right. from 50 to 100 people, but you know when you're asking for... I think it was $27 or something like yeah. that, $23. When you're talking about that at a larger church, that's a well, significant and, chunk of money. And it's, well, it's a significant chunk of money for small churches as well who may not be giving that much um, under a POI, under a percentage of, of budget. Right. Right. Because the percentage just scales better. It really does. And it helps our smaller churches because they're, they're not having to carry equal weight in a in a dollar amount they're only having to carry equal weight in a percentage which is so much easier for smaller churches it's easier for everybody who's like all right here's our one percent right. done um you know I, I i think as churches are able they don't have to only give one percent it's like tithing right, right? you can you, you can give 10 percent, or you might be in a situation like you know we can give 15 as a family mm -hmm. okay cool so some churches might be in a situation where like we can give two percent and just help out the denomination a little bit extra to help for those churches who can't give stuff like that right um the other thing that that was discussed um, was a, a pastoral letter on uh, racial lament and hope that passed. Um, so what that means is that there's a committee that's going to be established by the denomination um, to write this pastoral letter. It's like a two-year process. So what passed was the creation of this committee to write a letter uh, on, on so racial So a specific le letter wasn't approved. No, it was no. just the committee the, the to committee, start writing. Yeah, the committee hasn't even been named. It was the approval to 
pick the committee members. The pastoral and get it letter to work. committee. Yes. So we're <laughs> Presbyterians, man. We plurality of leadership. Keep it, keep it dry. And Listen, keep as many people involved as possible. You don't want you don't want some dude in a corner somewhere writing a letter. And now the whole denomination has to approve it. Yeah, like that's not a thing you want. You want a group of people, a cross section of the denomination, yeah. presbyteries all over the country involved. Sit down. We're going to write this letter together um, to really help churches. How do we navigate um, the racial dynamics that have been so apparent over the last couple of years? And how do we do this well and biblically and confessionally? And so, um, so that that passed as well. That led, but that was about it. Like there wasn't a lot. wasn't beautiful. wasn't a lot to fight about. It's great. Good. We shouldn't be fighting with the church. Um, and so then, so that's General Assembly. You asked about my membership. That's the presbytery. So that's under. So the presbyteries are members of the, your members. The congregate. Wait, do it in order. The uh, congregation is members of your local church. Yes. Yes. Members. You yes. Sit under your elders are members of your local church. Yes. And your teaching elders, right, which are your pastors, are members, are members of, the of their presbytery, and the presbytery yeah. is members of the general assembly. Right. So when I spoke on the floor of pres of the general assembly, you were speaking I said, as a my member name is, of the presbytery of the east. Right. Okay. My name is Mark Sertega, teaching elder, presbytery of the east. I didn't mention the church. When I go to presbytery meeting, Mark Sertega, teaching elder, Goodwill Church. Gotcha. And then here, I'm just Pastor Marcos. Um, so like, it's just different ways of identifying yourself. And and yeah, my membership is in the presbytery, not in the church. And if I leave this presbytery and go to another one, just like if someone leaves this church and goes to another one, they have to go through an onboarding membership. Right. You'll you know, transfer process. your membership. I have to do the same thing if I go to a different church in another presbytery. If I go to a different church within the presbytery, all's good. But if I want to go, if I, if I want to go pastor a church in Washington State, I now need to transfer my membership to the Presbytery of, I don't know, this is Northwest or whatever they call it. Um, so don't like, even think about no, it. No, 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 I'm not thinking about it. I'm explaining how this <laughs> I'm works. Just I'm just making not, sure you're not getting any I'm ideas. I'm not getting any ideas at all. No, we're, we are here for the long haul, but um, at least however long right. God calls the long haul. Here's the thing. <laughs> you'll never hear from me say this is the only church I'll ever pastor at. I don't have a clue. Right. I don't know that. You're going to pastor at the not churches. Not planning on going anywhere. God but tells you to pastor at. God says, hey, go there. Guess what? I'm not going to disobey. Sorry, uh, I made a commitment here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's this, the, the commitment to a church of a pastor is I will serve here as long as God has called me to serve here. Yeah, yeah fair enough. This is, that's it. Um, but we are serving here. And let's bring that down now to the next level, the local church. And that's the whole point of this se season. We are serving in the local church as pastors, but that is a particular role, right? That is... We, we are not called to do everything in the church. We're called to do a particular thing in the church. Right. That particular thing sometimes looks like making coffee, setting up tables, doing all that. Pastors do that. Pastors should be willing to do that. Right. Um, often it also looks like we're up front. We preach. We do pastoral counseling. We do some of the things in the life of the church. But the church is really the membership. It's not the pastor. Right. Um, we're here to serve the members of the church and everybody else who attends as well, but really the members of the church. And that means members got to be involved, man. Yeah. Got to be involved. And that's, so is that you, we talked ahead of time about why you wanted to do this season. Share with the audience, like what, why do we want to give this tour? It's not just a matter of saying, Hey, here's what we are, but right. Like here's all the great things we're doing. There's um, a heart behind this. Yeah. I think that as I came into my current staff role at the church, 
I kind of know a little bit more about the different ministries and things that are happening here. And quite honestly, like I didn't even know about all of them. And if I didn't know about it and like, I'm a person who's plugged in, I don't just come on Sundays. I'm here a lot and I know a lot of people in the church. So I felt like if there are things that even I didn't know about or don't know exactly, like, how can I put this? Like if I needed to give a sales pitch or an elevator pitch on one of our ministries, if it's not something that I go to, I really don't know. Mm, okay. So, you know, like for instance, I have a cousin who is like merge age group-ish. Mm-hmm. And like the one time I was talking to her about it, because I don't know, she's, I love her. But she was saying, she's like, I just need a good church boy. And I was like, well, <laughs> you need to go to church to find them. It is helpful and, to be in a church. And to be a get a church boy, you need to be a church girl. (laughs) So anyway, so we were kind of having a little bit of that conversation. I was talking about merge and and then I was like, but uh, that's all I know is that there's a group and you would be the right age group. But you know, like I feel like at the moment I would have wished that I could have said, oh, and they do all of these things. And Dave is, you know, and his wife, Kristen run it. And you know, like there are lots of kids that are your age in it because I mean, there's a wide age range. So like as a person in their late twenties, you don't want to be going to, well, first you're going to be going to a group of strangers. So like, I'm not just going to show up at some stranger's house and be like the 28 year olds when it's a bunch of 21 year olds, you know what I mean? So I just feel like had I known a little bit more and like could have presented it better to her, it would have been at least a more of a chance of her saying like, Oh, that like, that sounds like something I I would try. You were clear though with her that merge isn't the name of like our dating app. Yeah. Like that'd be no. She understood it was a Bible it's, study. Okay, it's good. like a young person's right. Bible study. Because when you say we have this thing, it's for young adults <laughs> at our church. Young adults. I mean, that's what they think. Is like, is that the name of a new dating app? Like yeah. that's that no. is no, dating is radically transformed. It's almost all through apps now. I'm so it's crazy. So glad I. Got yeah, it's it's crazy. That. I mean, when it the you hear about dating apps way more than you hear about. Yeah, I was at a mixer. Like people don't go to mixers anymore. They use dating apps. It's, it's a different world out there. So when you say we have this thing at our church for young adults and you're looking for a young church boy. I guess that's true. And they're thinking it's a dating app. So anyway. Merge is I not a dating app. Merge is not a dating app. No. It's not a dating group. No. It is, it is not about dating. No. It is no. discipleship for younger people. And we will have the merge group here. Well, maybe the leaders anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, I felt like there was a couple and there's a couple other uh different groups in the church that are not quieter, but just because of the nature of the group, they're not really um, front and center, but certainly there's people in the congregation who could benefit from the support of those groups or to say like, Oh, I didn't even know there was other families in the church who are dealing with these same things that I'm dealing with or my family's dealing with within my family. So I thought just like a good, uh, a tour of Goodwill church of the, discipleship things that are happening, places where you can grow spiritually, places that you can just grow socially. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just like fit for life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The friendships that you can build like, that are, are real deep spiritual friendships. Right. But, and you know, I don't know when I hear fit for life, I'm like, I, I'm not going to go and hang out with a bunch of people doing burpees, but I don't think that's what they do. <laughs> it is. I, I don't think it is. I know they I, did that once, but I don't think that was like, I just, in my mind, yeah. 
so, but I think they do like just do fun, active things. Yeah. It's basically, and it's a hiking thing. It's, I don't know, but we're going to, we're going to find out. We're going to, I'm going to see if I can get Christian on here. Let's do it. To talk to us yeah. about fit for life. Christian so Adams just, is the, yeah, he's the right, head of that. He, right. He, Absolutely. He's involved in that. And what else did I say? Support. Oh, and I talked about the, and, and support, like just support yeah. of people. So I feel like we, let's just talk through the season and have different groups on and talk about places that might be your next step yeah in like getting more involved in the church or maybe you don't even know that you're going to need to be taking a step next year or down right. the road this year and you know, all of a sudden you find yourself in this situation and you're like oh but you know you'd be like oh there's this group i didn't even know and i'm gonna go to it well i mean if you think about what discipleship is right it is a following after jesus Right. That's that's the whole point of discipleship. We're following Christ. It's it is a walking metaphor, um, which means we should always be looking for what's the next step. Right. What's the next step in my following after Jesus? Sometimes, um, and that next step is going to look different for different people. Sometimes it's I need to heal from these particular wounds. I need a support group. I need I need um, people who have gone through the same thing I'm going through to really speak into my life. Sometimes there's a place I need to serve and be involved in a ministry. Right. Sometimes I just need, I need more friends who are followers of Jesus because all my friends aren't followers of Jesus. Right. You know, so they like do, people to do life with right. more than just on Sundays. Absolutely. So it's what's my next step and what your next step is may not be the person next to you's next step. Right. But you need to be able to take a next step and you care about the next person next to you taking their step as well. Right. So I think that that was my thinking behind okay. doing a tour of Goodwill Church. All right. Was just so that people are more knowledgeable about the different different ministries, activities, groups to say, I'm going to get plugged in. Or when you're running into somebody to say, oh, like, did you know that there's this mom's group at the church? And, you know, like, they'll hold your babies and you'll have hot coffee. <gasps> Every mom is going to say yes to that. No question. Like, all you need to do is just mention that to the, you know, woman with the two screaming children in the line at Target. And she'll be like, oh, what, what day is it? I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think... Um, you know, that's that's key. Everybody's next step is going to be different. If you are a young mom with kids who isn't working, you're a stay-at-home mom, then a Moms Together group makes all the sense in the world for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a mom with two kids but you work full-time, then you may need to find a different next step. You know, maybe it's uh, um, a virtual small group that you can do in the evenings. You know, like there's, it's everything's a different next step. Yeah. And and I think, so here's, here's what I want to ask you. Uh, cause you're the congregant sitting across the mic from me. <laughs> um, what have your next step? Like, give us uh, a picture of some of the next steps you've taken here in community at Goodwill Church. Cause I think people know you're involved in a lot, but I don't think they know the, kind of the, I took this step, then I took that step, then I took this step type of a story. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I could, guess I could start at the beginning. Like I just started coming to church on right. Sundays. Mm -hmm. Matt, um, didn't really go to church. His he came from a family that like, you know, his grandmother would take him sometimes and he might, because my parents, I think took him to Sunday school, but like okay. wasn't really in church. So we started coming on Sundays and then there was a Sunday school class. So like our next step was we started to come a little earlier on Sundays and go to the Sunday school class. And then we got married and then I don't even remember. Oh, I think it was Susan Lee. They, we did like ministry tables the one time okay. and they had the moms together or it was uh, mops at the time. Yeah. And, and she invited me to come to mops. And when a pastor's wife asked you to show up at something, you show That's up, even if, it, if, even if it's begrudgingly. And then when I got there and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> but 
exactly. Like, <laughs> talk about someone in the church seeing you, knowing you, knowing what's available at the church, and pointing you to where you don't know you need to be. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, kind of the point here. Absolutely. That's why it matters. The next, the person next to you's next step matters to you. Right. So right. if you hear something like, hey, that's a really cool ministry, I might not need that, but I know my friend in the church could really benefit from that. Or, oh, they'd be excellent serving in that kind of a role. Right. Mention it to them. Absolutely. Like, hey, you, you might be able to really benefit from this. Right. You might find out that Moms Together needs mentor moms. Yeah. Or grannies to come and hold the babies. Absolutely. And maybe you have somebody who's, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. doesn't live close to their grandkids or maybe you're a maybe you are a um you know you just graduated high school and you're taking that year off before you go to college or something like that and you're like hey i've got time i can come on a on a what's it thursday morning I think uh, it's two, tuesday yeah, morning t- no it's thursday mornings like twice yeah, a month yeah thursday morning and hang out with the babies in the nursery while the moms are doing their thing like yeah. there's ways to, men hey men guess can what, hold men? babies you can serve at moms together by hanging out with the kids while the moms together i'm telling you when so. matt retires that is 100 going to be where he serves because that man loves to hold uh, the baby. dude he's a big he fan of little ones loves babies he just wants to hold them and just just rock up. he yep. just he just loves babies yep so he's much a... so much matt is <laughs> so much more of a softie than people realize oh yeah 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 uh, he loves the babies um all right so you took the step into moms together you've also taken a couple other steps how in the world did jeff dematty <laughs> get you to take the step onto the worship team he didn't he didn't Mm-mm. it was okay. before him wow it was again somebody seeing you and telling you what you would do <laughs> <laughs> no right. i um i there was cards actually very similar to the cards that that kristen fazio put out recently yeah that were you know like and this was maybe when we first moved into this church because i started doing powerpoint here Mm-hmm. Or appropriate, you know, like doing the putting the slides up and doing the words for the songs. But we had filled out the cards and I got a phone call because on my card I had put like I know how to use a computer. I can click things. And so I got a phone call, like, hey, would you be interested in helping out on Saturday nights doing the songs? And I said, sure. So I, I started doing that. And at the time the computer was down in the front. Oh, really? Like, with the congregation because the wires hadn't been run up to oh, the booth yet. Interesting. Okay. So I don't remember one of the somebody from the worship team was there and next to me and you know here, here's me singing because you're singing yeah and they're like you should you should come out on like one of the whatever nights they they practiced you should come <laughs> out and like practice with us you should join the worship team and I was like mm, thank you and then I said something to Matt and he was like that was your invitation I'm like no they were just letting me know that they practice they, yeah. they didn't say like jessica on thursday at, at seven o'clock we're, we're practicing we'd like you know like be there yeah i said when i said I, it's so far outside of my comfort zone to be in front of people to sing in front of like it's just all right. i really really am uncomfortable with it and i said so if god really wants me to do it he will tell me to do it and so one time i was out back getting in the in my car and they were putting together some music uh what did they call it the worship leader development course or something like okay. that so we were just kind of going over the fundamentals of yeah. being a worship leader and pastor josh was like jessica it's monday nights at seven o'clock it starts next week i'll see you there and i was like all right god i'll show up and i did i was pregnant with natalie at the time wow all right and then you started playing and then i started playing and okay. then i saw ernie playing the piano and the keyboard at the same time because the man is uber talented and can do things like that that is a fact and then i felt guilty 
And then my aunt had a piano and I was like, well, I used to know how to play the piano. Maybe me and some YouTube videos could refresh my memory. And then that's how I got to where I am now. So the openness to taking a step was a part of that, right? Because you're just like, well, I'm not sure, but if the Lord calls, I'll do. Yeah. That's the kind of openness. Like it doesn't have to be a, hey, this, I, it, you know, someone asked me to do something. I have to say yes. No. Pray about it though. Don't immediately shut it down. Right. And kind of also a little bit of a not, what, somebody posted something the other day on Facebook and I was like, well, that is really nicely stated. So, uh, I think it was, yeah. You found a nice thing on Facebook? I did because I really curate my Facebook. That is like. Very cautiously. Needles in haystacks. Yeah. No, my my Facebook is curated. I really, 30 day snooze Uh, all the time. A lot of people. Gotta love it. So anyway, it was, uh, God, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And I was like, that's pretty true because you're. Never going to feel, well, I don't know, it may, I'm never going to feel like I quite am to where I should be Yeah. to do some of the things that I do. Sure. But certainly God has been with me and, and brought me to at least some level of competence in those areas. There you go. And now, and you've taken more steps, right? So you, the step yeah. to be on the podcast, the step onto staff, um, been a variety of steps that you've taken. And I think yeah, that's into our couples Bible study yes. that was repeated, 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 repeated invitations. You should join us. You should join us. You should jo- give me your email address and we'll put you in uh, our, you know, so like every week you're getting that you should show up. This and is it what we're finally doing. Finally, wore you and down. Finally, and we went. went and we were like, "Why do? Why haven't we been doing this That's like for it. years?" And so I, I think you know what I wanted people to hear from your story, Jess, is that there are um, different ways of taking that step based on different periods of life that you're in. Oh yeah, and and there are um, a lot of opportunities to serve that people may not realize that we have. Um, so this season will highlight some of those. There are different support groups that people may not know that we have because we purposefully do keep them quiet. They're for people who need them, but we're not going to necessarily advertise that to the world. You know, right. um, there are there are opportunities to just get to know people. This uh, the couples Bible study that you're talking about is a great example of the fellowship that can be developed, the the socialization that we need as Christians with one another. Right. Um, and our couples Bible study, and I think all of the couples Bible studies. I mean, there is a, a, a amount of marriage discipleship that's happening, sure. um, curriculum wise. Like you know, usually we're doing some sort of book or right. video series. But I mean, that's maybe twenty five percent of the group. It's the it's the relationships that are developed. I mean, so let me give another example of this. We have a, a small group in Beacon. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Maybe I have, but if I have forgive me. Um, but we have a small group in beacon, um, and they all went camping together. Uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. No, You never talked about this. No. So they all just went camping together. They've built friendships. They have this small group, they get together and they study and they talk about spiritual things, but they're also building relationships, building friendships. And so they're like, Hey, let's just go camping together. No program, no nothing. Just hang out, be together, be friends. Right. Those kinds of relationships are huge. Well, they and help that's bind where, us together. Right. And that's where so much like real life discipleship. You know, I, I don't know how many times we've been sitting in marriage group and you do the little class and you're answering the questions and mm-hmm, everything's fine. Yep. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then, you know, after when you've been hanging out for an hour and all of a sudden, like now the real life is coming out. That's it. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is why we're here. Absolutely. Well, I hope people enjoy the season that we're about to go, the tour of Goodwill Church that they're about to hear from us. I want to thank you all for being with us. Um, season 12, right? 
No, 11? 12. 12. 12. <laughs> Man. It's, I feel yeah. I've been doing this for a while. This is great. Sure. 12 seasons in. <laughs> oh, sure, it's me. Fine. It's What's fine. the matter with you? It's good. I, I, I do enjoy it. Good. I'm glad because you're not getting off the hook. Thank you so much for being here at Goodwill Talk with us. This has been Season 12, Episode 1. We will see you next week right back here at Goodwill Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Check out our episode notes for links to our church website and any resources shared on this episode. Editing and sound design by Jeff DiMatti. Marcos Ortega wrote this episode. Our executive producers are Mike Antonucci, Jeff DiMatti, and Tracy Johnson. Your co-hosts are Pastor Marcos Ortega and Jessica Kilduff. A special thanks to Goodwill Church for supporting this show so we may provide it to you, our listeners, for free. Let's talk again next week 